0: What's goody in the hoodie, Blackwell family? Welcome back to the Blackwell Box, where you already know we heal through having real conversations with real people. I'm your host, Wellness List, and happy Wellness Wednesday. Welcome back. Welcome back to season two. We are in the building. You already know we're breaking down all things minority mental health, and today I am excited. Today I'm super duper excited because we have our first guest of season two in the building, and I know this is about to be A great conversation, very insightful, very lit, very chill, very real, definitely. I don't doubt that at all. Before we bring her in, you already know I got to plug it. Make sure that you are following the Blackwell Box on all platforms. we on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. For the video content, you can catch the audio playback wherever you listen to your podcast. The easiest way to do it, you already know, is say, hey, Alexa, play the Blackwell Box podcast, and bam, just like that, I'm in your bedroom. I'm in your bedroom. We're, we're there together. It's intimate. It's Wellness Wednesday, and we're doing it. All right. So make sure that you subscribe, like, follow, all of that great stuff. Also, make sure you follow me at wellness.list on Instagram. You already know that's the only social media that I'm currently on. So if you see me anywhere else, it's a catfish. It's not me. It's not me. So make sure you follow on wellness.list. And without further ado, we about to get this episode straight up right started. We got a very Very lit person in the building. Okay, we got her waiting, so we about to bring in none other than Rory, the coach. What's up? Hey, y'all. Hey, how you feeling today? How you feeling? Yes. Hey, I'm definitely excited. I'm hyped. I'm ready to be in the building because I feel like, if for the people who don't know Rory's content, her brand, her as a woman, you know, it is the epitome of a real black woman, okay? Doing the thing unapologetically, not afraid to pivot, switch, show you the good, the bad, the ugly, the growth, and all that. And that's everything you already know that we about here at the Blackwell Box. So, you know, it's, it's about to get lit over here. It's about there to get lit. And I, I did actually, I noticed from social media, I caught you right when you stopped cussing. Right. I I, I peeved right that. Time. I, I peeved that, you know, and ironically <laughs> enough, this season... I played my episode last season for my grandma and she was like, Yo, I really like that show, but you you said ASS and you said N I G G A. And wow. like, she don't cuss at all. She 80-year-old pastor. So I was like, All right, she like, Why, why you do that? Like, do you, you think you could do it without it? And I was like, Let's see. So, so here we you are. You know so that that's how like- I stopped
1: cussing because my grandma <laughs> called me.
0: Get out <laughs> that of here. Crazy. You that gotta look at one of my posts. My grandma called
1: me, like, she watched my She watched my episode of my mom and she was like, I love it. I love everything you're doing, but your mouth. And I was like, she was like, why do you have to do that? Same thing.
0: Yeah. Wow. I was like, and she was like, ah, because I don't really cuss around my grandma or really nothing like that, too. So she was like, that's not the, Alyssa, I know. I just don't. No way. I don't understand it. And I was like. My grandma said
1: she thought I was faking. She said, I've never heard you cuss. She was like, I yes. thought were, she thought she thought I was like joking. I was like, she was like, Do you really talk like that? And I was just real. I was like, I do. I was like, but I can't fix it. But I felt like God used her because that was the example that I needed, because I don't cuss to her. So mm-hmm. if I don't cuss when I'm talking to her, and I talk to my grandma all the time, then
0: Same. I, I talked to her every day. So it's like I, I could do it. Literally, yeah. I was, she was like, I just, is it a reason? Do people like that more? Is that, like, the thing to do? Like, I don't, that, she, like, crazy. really, she couldn't understand at all. She was like, Why? "Yeah, You know, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm still going to say nigga. That, that one's going to happen. That's me. I
1: mean, like, I, I can't help
0: that. <laughs> I don't know. That one, that one has been, like, blackball in my house since I grew up. Like, that was never allowed, but it just That's always, good. but. This flow yeah. so good, you know. We, I we gotta can't help some, it.
1: That's one that I just I ain't really turned that one off
0: yet. I <laughs> got I gotta have something. So this so. is definitely gonna be this is gonna be interesting. And look, she gonna I'm gonna show her this one. So that I'm gonna definitely be even more intentional. So I know we both gonna be I love it active. So Ganny, grandmas, we, we are trying here. We we about mm, to do this. This is
1: for granny, All right, both so of our
0: right? And send it to your other granny friends. Here, okay. You know, she was like, I wanted to send it, but I could send that around the church like that. I was, Oh, like that's badly. I'm good. glad that you did not send that around the church. Yeah, please. I would have got some looks. I already get yeah. that. I would have got, got some
1: real looks.
0: I would have been banned, banished.
1: Yeah, you didn't want
0: that. Right. Had
1: so,
0: your back yeah, so, so, we trying, we growing. That's what this is all about. So, without yes. further ado, I'm going to just hop right into the first one. Same thing that I, I asked everybody this season, something new, actually. I didn't last season, but I'm asking everybody is, Where did your wellness story begin? When did you first say, like, I got to start taking me, my mental, physical, emotional health serious and start tending to this?
1: I would say um, during the pandemic. During Mm -hmm. the pandemic, when my, so I was a hairstylist, right? So I was doing hair. That was the main thing I did. Mm -hmm. And my, my, where my, I did hair in my basement. Like I had an office, you know, I had a um, finished basement. So my office Mm -hmm. was in my basement and it flooded. So Mm. when it flooded, it just put me in a place, like, all I could do was lean on God and really figure out, like, what do you want me to do? Like, what is this about, you know? And on top of that, I was stuck in the house. I was pregnant. So I just had so many emotions. And I started wondering, like, why am I attracting the people I'm attracting? That was the biggest thing to me. I was like, why am I attracting the people I'm attracting? Like, I was tired of the people. Like, I was literally tired of the people I was around, like, and enough was enough. And I just started tapping into myself and I realized like, okay, in order for me to be attracting these people, it's something that I'm giving off, you know? Yeah. And it made me just start tapping into myself. And I really just start writing letters every day. I would write a letter to God. I will write a letter. I would put dear God slash universe. And mm. I was really intentional with everything that I just wanted him to reveal, you know, reveal this, mm. let me know this, what do you want me to do? And I just feel like that's what just, after I asked,
0: that's what it was. It gave me the answer. Yeah, I feel like that's interesting because I feel like a lot of people, you know, when they start tending to their own mental health, the irony is they start thinking about, like, what energy is is around me, you know, and Mm -hmm. starting to realize that, like, how we treat and interact with ourselves is a reflection of how we interact with the people around us and the type of people we interact with and energies and all that. So exactly. I always think it's so interesting how so many people, you know, have that same kind of similar realization of like, all right, as I'm looking at me, I also got to look at like what I keep around me and how that can yeah. with, like affect yeah. how, I'm and how I'm moving. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine like my setup, everything being somewhere and then it getting flooded. Like that would really like- be...
1: Not just, like, like, I mean, like, literally, I couldn't go down my steps. Like, I couldn't even walk down there and grab nothing. It was up to, like, I had a closet, and the doorknob was covered. So, like, my yeah. couch, my curling irons, my salon chair. I mean, the only thing that lasted
0: was my bundles, because they hung up on the wall. <laughs> they was hanging well, that, up on the wall. At least some, so, some was, like, listen. it's your glimmer of hope. Your glimmer of, like, it ain't over, but, like. Exactly. It was that one thing.
1: It's what transitioned me over to making wigs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because what I realized was it was going to happen anyway, because literally about a week later, the world mm-hmm. shut down. So mm-hmm. even if it wouldn't have flooded, I wasn't going to be able to take clients anyway.
0: That's you know true. That's
1: so he true. really just set me up, gave me a little jump start. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I can only do wigs. So what y'all going to do? Like, And then I, it was cool.
0: And then you came with, with it. Okay. I, I like that, how you were able to be, you know, willing and adaptable. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I'll be struggling with because sometimes I'll be like, you know, like I'm in the setup. I did all the things to be a hairstylist. Like I gotta keep doing it. And yeah. I'm life teaching me like you don't have to keep doing anything, like not to be so boxed in, you know, that I'm not like, okay, let's pivot and, and switch it and shift it and change it in those ways. So not only do you make wigs, but you also teach classes on it. You exactly be informing and helping other people. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that is something that is really important. Specifically, of course, in the Blackwell Box, we talk about all things minority mental health. I feel like that's something that really is significant in the Black community. So, like, to, to your opinion, how important or what role do you think hair plays, like, in a Black woman's life? Oh, hair
1: plays a huge role.
0: Like, a Black woman don't play about her hair. That's, <laughs> like, if
1: anything they might play about a lot of things, but you can't play with a woman in her hair.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? And What I realized too is hair was just so much bigger than just what they're getting as far as the service. You know, it's therapeutic. They come, Mm -hmm. and there was people that I would be like, "Girl, you just came to get your hair done because you just wanted to talk." You know, and that's fine. You know, it's just it's that time to let your hair down. It's your time to breathe. It's your time to get Mm -hmm. away from your kids. So, you know, the environment that you bring to your customer, you know, it matters a lot because that be their time. You know, me, I get my lashes done. That's my time to relax. Yeah. So it, it plays a huge role in confidence, a big mm-hmm. role in confidence, you know. I can tell when a woman, confidence is kind of low when she come in. And for her to leave, when she look in the mirror, she just feel amazing, you know. Some yeah. women don't even really want to look up when they come in. But then when they done, they like, they're done, they're like like, oh, yeah, I'm girl, like, I'm everything. out here in the street. So, hey. so it's just like the confidence and it's so much, you know. A lot of women come... When they just go, when they're going through something, when you get your hair done, it just makes you feel completely different.
0: You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. It's a
1: confidence booster. It makes you feel better. I
0: think you I definitely agree. I know for years I was like, I don't went through like every hairstyle that there is from the silk press to the braids to the locks, okay. cut it off. Now I got the shortcut. Like, and so it always just been like, you know, a real identity piece. And like you said, like something to like let go. Like I usually like doing my own hair because. I don't really trust people like that with my head. And because okay. it's so, it's also therapeutic because it's like I get to create something. I get to like mm. make something new and be like, oh, okay, I'm, we about to cross that braid over exactly. there and do it like that. So I definitely agree with that confidence piece. And we can all tell, of course, we all, one thing I had to learn is that confidence is a lifelong journey. Like we can always continue to build that. But from the type of woman that you are, we know we see you are able to share, you know, a lot of your life and a lot of yourself, to a certain extent you know on social media and those kind of things and really give us the duality and mm-hmm. not even duality because that's to the intersectionalities <laughs> right of all the pieces you know of you being a mom of you being uh all the things that you do you know right. so with that how did you build up your confidence to be able to like really be yourself because when I remember when I first heard the voiceovers I was like oh this girl this this one she's She's giving the girls what she wanna give. With A1A. Like, yeah. Like she's free, she's confident, like she's right. sure that you know, putting this type of things out there and then turning back and be like, well, we about to smoke blunts and do and do Bible study. You know, mm-hmm. that's not you know, a lot of the things that you put out show the diversity right. of a black woman, you know, and it's very not boxed in. So how did you build up the confidence to be like, I'm pushing all the envelopes out loud?
1: Right. I would say, if I'm being completely honest, I've always been outspoken. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've always been someone who's like, I, I don't care. Like, it's not yeah. that I don't care, but I know I'm not the only person. Like, I just know that. Like, mm-hmm. And if I am, okay, whatever. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah. So, like, if I'm being straight up, I really feel like I was kind of born. And that's why I stand so firm on it. Because I understand God literally put that in me. He mm-hmm. needs me to be confident so that other women can see, like, girl, it's okay to
0: just yeah. be you.
1: You know, so to start it off, like I would say, I I can't, even when I cared about what people thought, I still was me,
0: and mm-hmm. I feel like
1: that was one of my strengths, even when people didn't understand it. You mm-hmm. know, and so at one point it was a weakness because I since I didn't care, I was doing things I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, so right. at one point
1: it was a weakness.
0: Naturally,
1: Hannah. <laughs> But now, I would say, with the life I live now and the honest person I am now, it helps other women say, oh, wow. Like, she's Mm -hmm. willing to tell me that she be sucking her man wet. Like, yeah. but it's like, you do too. Like, okay, you do too. You may not be bold enough to say it, but the reason why you're even intrigued by this is because you do it too. You know? And if you don't, you probably want to. Yeah. So for me, and now I just know that I am a representation for other women.
0: Mm. You know,
1: God has shown me that it's way bigger than me. So even if I don't have to prove it for myself, it's I have to prove it for somebody else. And when he gave me the platform, that was something that I continuously asked him to reveal is like, why? What did you give me these followers? Because I was joking. Like I was joking and it blew up and I was like, what? what do you want me to do with this? Like, you know, it was crazy. Like what?
0: But it's
1: just, it's it's really the biggest thing is letting other women know you have to accept who you are. You know, you have Mm -hmm. to change the things that need to be changed. But outside of that, accept who you are, you know, be you. Anything you go through, it's not really just for you. It's for somebody else anyway. So why not tell your testimony? That's true. How you
0: gonna that's get another testimony? If you don't tell this one. That's
1: what I say. That's you valid.
0: Your blessing if you hold your story. You know. That's valid. I that's I definitely I, mean. I agree. I feel like all the time people always thought that I was confident, even before I got to the level of confidence I was. Yes. I that that piece of like it always was kind of in me, and so yes. now I literally be like, God wouldn't have made me this way. God wouldn't make me Alyssa like from when I was young and they was like, you just, you got a listosity. You got some, some, some energy on you. You just say anything, you do, anything, your energy is just, you know what I'm saying? And so even the times where I tried to like walk away from that, I was like, I want to be like cool and chill and like introverted and not vibe, you know, I wanted to be like the cool kid, you know? And it was just like, now nah, I got to work. I got to, I got to do these things. I got to yeah. ask these questions, you know? And, you know, to that point of God wouldn't have made me like this, if there wasn't a bigger purpose, and I'm yes. robbing myself and other people mm. of the blessing that they're supposed to get by me not leaning into who I truly uh-huh. am because I'm worried about what other people think, or I think people are gonna say she talk too much, she do this, she asking mm. questions that's not dinner table conversations, or like you said, saying the things that we all thinking or have thought about exactly but are not you know vocal enough to say out loud. So I definitely appreciate you know that perspective of like some people they have just a innate energy in them that's like I got something to share. I don't know where, when, why, or how, but something but in me like it. yeah, like I'm not just talking for no reason. God, He really want me to tell you something. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely see you use your platform for that because you even took it a step further and you created the 360 wealth. We got the Trap Academy. So talk to me about one first for the people who don't know, let us know what that is. And what inspired you to create that? Okay, that's a great question. So, Trap Academy
1: actually stemmed from wigs. So, mm-hmm. what, my first business is actually a hair extensions company. And the name of that business is LaBree's Trap 2.8. And mm-hmm. LaBree is my middle name. And then i used the word trap because my quote was like once you get trapped you never go back so once you get your hair done by me you know you ain't going okay so that was like my slogan and then 2.8 was my godmom who passed away her birthday is february 8th
0: okay okay Okay.
1: so that was my first business but once i like started making wigs and i pushed my business you know people start asking me to teach them so then Mm -hmm. that's how i created trap academy it was kind of like a stem from there so that's when I started, you know, teaching people business and just really being yourself through your business. That's one of my main goals with Trap Academy, even when teaching wigs, teaching them that it's bigger than wigs, you know? Mm. So that's where Trap Academy came from. It was just a school stem from my first business, my hair collection oh, okay. company. And then um, 360 Wealth, that's my babies, <laughs> even though they are pretty much older than me. It's crazy. <laughs> but 360 Wealth was created really when I really start finding myself you know mm-hmm. I the way it started was I was selling you know weight loss products detox and I knew that I was creating a team because it was like multi-level marketing so I was like mm-hmm. oh it's gonna be a team under me and my mind just immediately goes to like if it's a team under me that means I have to be a leader like I have to do yep. and I'm such a I have such a business mind that I was like, okay, I have to market this. I have to give it a name. I have to give it a logo. That's all I was thinking was like, I just have to name my team, right? Mm. So I came up with the name 360 Wealth because um, I was like, okay, I want these girls to be wealthy, right? But I want them to be wealthy all the way around. So that's Mm -hmm. what 360 means. So we focus on mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, all five of those. And, but when I started it, like I said, it, even though I had all of those, like, things, like, God gave me yes. all of that, it was still based around products. Like, you had to be selling these products to join. Okay. So, that was at the beginning of 2021. So, then the last month of 2021, this is, I thought it's, like, my season. God, like, the last 30 days
0: God got to me
1: this season where he was like, listen, you're going to listen to me? Okay. <laughs> so... I started saying, like, everybody started asking me to mentor them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I was already coaching them every Sunday. The okay. um, girls. And I wasn't coaching anything to do with TLC. I was okay. coaching real life things. You know, yeah. like, I yeah. was teaching them confidence. I was teaching them how to manage Aye. your money. And I'm like, I'm doing way more than a mentor.
0: You yeah. know, like, I was literally
1: yeah. every Sunday, right? So I started praying to God, like, what do you want me to do? Because I know that I need to be a mentor. Like, I understood mm-hmm. it, but I'm like, I'm already doing this every Sunday, like, and next thing you know, my paychecks went from, like, $1,000 to $0.50 cents for the, when I had it under TLC. Like, when I started asking him to show me, it was decreasing. Mm-hmm. It went down to like, 100 or something, then it went down to, like, $20. Then I had checks. It was $12, then $0.50, cents, then $12, then $0.50. Cents. So I was like, Oh, my God. Because I started asking, like, should I just switch this to, like, a mentorship? Uh And I just knew that was my confirmation once my paychecks got short. So, at at the beginning of this year, I was like, I told the girls, like, look, I'm switching this to a mentorship. It's going to be a monthly subscription. I'm going Mm -hmm. to keep coaching y'all. But it's time for us to take it serious. Like, I'm like, look, I have to step into what God really had me to do. He didn't make me sell tea. He don't want me to just sell tea. Mm -hmm. It's something way bigger. Y'all are getting a lot more, you know, from this. Yeah. So I've switched it to a mentorship and I changed it to that monthly subscription. And we have literally grown every month. Like I said a goal of 10 people a month and we over 40. So it's like
0: I see. Congratulations. <laughs> That's so lit. That is so, so exciting. Yes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just it's so dope. Yeah. So
0: Chris when you walk BNOB, in your obedient. Like, yes. Yeah, and you know the craziest thing, like like God will really put you in places that you're supposed to be, because this is not even like even on the podcast type tip. Like recently, like everybody know I'm a therapist, right? So I've been low-key sitting like, I started the podcast, I'm feeling in my spirit, like there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing, right? Exactly. So I'm like, all right, boom, I'm starting the podcast. I start the podcast and it's taking off. People are like, yo, where you at? Where season two was going on? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And people are hitting me up. They started hitting me up. They have for a while, but like, yo, can we... Can we set up a group call? Can can you talk to me and my man? Like, can you do a therapy session? Can you wow. do a group call? All of these things. So I feel like the, the crazy thing is I really wasn't expecting to end up in that lane or to even be thinking of those things. But I say all that to say, the crazy part is I actually am in the works. And this is like a, a sneak peek drop that I really wasn't even going to drop today. But I'm actually in the works of creating my own products and yes. my own program because I feel like a lot of people reach out and they like you know they want therapy they want one on one therapy and I'm like so excited to see so many black people who are kind of interested and I think that there's also this large group of people that are not tapped into because they like therapy yeah it ain't that deep you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. so I've been in the process just my spirit this type of person I am I always am like stuff don't have to have to be that deep my aunt always used to say R I P She's mm-hmm. always like, like it's doable you know what I mean and so I have been, it's just so ironic that you say that because. I just recently moved to Atlanta. I'm from Cleveland, but I recently moved to Atlanta and I'm thinking I'm moving to the, the land of hopes and dreams. And similarly, they don't pay what they, what, what they pay up north down here in the south. What? So on top of just having that in my spirit and then having these seeing the opportunities mm-hmm. that are available here and having people be like, yo, like, can we just do a one-off? Can we just do a group? Like, hey, can me and my girls come? Can you yes. help us with this and that? Always. So I actually have been in, and it's so crazy. That's why I said, like, I wasn't even gonna go there, but that right. you said that because it's like when things start aligning, and when you hear stuff that you ain't even like, what you, you know, imagine? it gets your soul different. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> no, I, I, I just heard through your just answering the question. Like, I just heard myself, you, like, you heard that. You heard that? Come on. That- That's so crazy. That's so, so y'all be on the lookout. Be on the I lookout The the Blackwell that- box. We got some wellness coaching in, in the works. And so I'm definitely trying to figure out right now, you know, maneuver. What is the most affordable and effective kind of setup that I want to do for it? But the demand is definitely there. The passion is there. And the universe is just like continuing to force me into, like even being on the podcast, like, I never really thought, I always wanted, like, when I was younger, I wanted to be a talk show host. Mm-hmm. But my family's like, but you got to get a real job. And I was like, all right, well, I'm to be a therapist, because then I could talk to niggas. Like, I could talk right. to them. I could help them out. People already, you know, trust me. Like, older people would be venting to me, and i would be like, oh, I think you should maybe do this. You know? So right. I was like, all right, it lined up. And so I've been doing the therapy route, and I love all of the knowledge that I got. But now I'm starting to pivot to the place of, I have the education. I had the experience. How can I bring this to my people? Because yeah. the people I'm serving is cool come fine, but come on. I feel like this is I'm about to pivot this in a different yeah. way. But to, like you said, to be a testament and to hit way more people in a in a different way that you know I'm I think you black, now I feel
1: heavy on my spirit to just tell you like do it like whew. you have to do it. I don't even like I'm not gonna lie I haven't like touched your page or nothing, but. When something put on my spirit, I got to say it. That's just how I am. But you have the power to impact so many people. And it's so much bigger than your podcast. It's so much bigger than your podcast. It's huge. I don't even know what it is. But you have the power to do something so amazing. Right. So, yes. Please just, whatever it is that come on your spirit, just do it. You, I know we just in the beginning. But I'm just like, I want you to know, too, though. Like You motivated me because people have been begging me for a podcast, for real. Really? Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, I think I should just take this serious. Like, I don't know. Really? People beg me for it. When I'm on live, everything I do, they want me to record it. People want to listen. Yeah. To so I'm listening to you when you was just talking about what made you start your podcast. And I'm just like, okay, God, are you trying to tell
0: me? Like, stop. Right. Stop. This is, that man, that's how you will end up, and it's so crazy how you will end up in rooms that you're not even thinking. you think, thinking, oh, I'm in this room to do this. Oh, God will be like, <laughs> but also this her. and like, there's this oh like that's nice that's what yeah. just got you into the room that's it he was gonna be too hard-headed to go in there any other way oh so, but that ain't really what you were supposed to leave <laughs> that ain't what you <laughs> that's leave everything that's just how it works
1: he's like okay because i know how you gonna act so i'm gonna like whatever. Go,
0: go ahead and get there right so once you get in that though oh yeah shake the room we, we, yeah. we shaking the room that's Come Whew. on. I love that. I love that. All right, that. season 2. All right. I mean, I'm fired up now. So y'all heard here not We you know, starting we, the season off. We got we got some things in the work, okay? We might see some Rory the Coach podcasting and some Black Box coaching. Look at that.
1: Listen.
0: <laughs> Look at that. And, and that. I
1: already got everything set up. I Already have it set Ooh. up like on this pod beat. Like I I did everything and then stopped. Like mm-hmm. it's called Trap Talk. I had oh everything God. ready. You,
0: like, you gotta do it. You you gotta to do, do it. Do like,
1: yes. I bought the mics and just let them sit in my basement and gave it to my brother.
0: Like this is crazy right now. This is really this is re- this is not rehearsed, y'all. This is no. not ad. like this is not a publicity <laughs> this stunt. Is this God. is a real life, like <laughs> all right, you know, like all right, universe. I hear you. I hear you say less. Like that last friend of so like joke. I don't really know. Like now you know. Now now you know here's some now if you
1: don't do it, you're being hard-headed.
0: Exactly. And one thing that I really do love and appreciate is you know, sometimes I think people try to put this image out that black women don't have unity, that black women don't support black women, and that they and there are of course everywhere you go, yeah, there's crabs in the barrel mentality, and everybody you know has at least the passing thought of I gotta leave my city to make it because it ain't Mm -hmm. all those things, and of course. You know, nothing's good, nothing bad. There's a little bit of truth in, everything, in, in both sides of exactly. it. Exactly. But I love that energy that you put out, you know what I'm saying, as a black woman, modeling that, like, we do come together, y'all. Like, don't let them let lie. Don't me. let them brainwash us. We come together. And when we do, it's a hit. Like, we can do the exact same thing next to each other and nobody's stepping on anybody's toes. Like, yes. nobody's taking you. on any of that. I love that.
1: That's so true. Because it's so, the world we live in,
0: yeah yeah so I always loved and I feel like that's something that clearly you were able to see your impact and able to do like with the sense of community that you made with 360 and everything like that so for you kind of the tap back in as a black woman how how does that sense of community do you think helps mental and emotional health oh my goodness
1: it's everything it's everything. That's what keeps me going with 360 Wolf is, so now God just used me as the visionary. He knew that mm-hmm. I would have the power to bring them together and to keep mm-hmm. coming, keep showing up and keep, you know, bringing more women in. Right. But when I sit back, like literally there's so many days where I sit back and I'm just paying attention to what's being said in the group chat
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're helping each other. You know, I coach mm-hmm. on Sundays. That's what I be telling them. Like I coach on Sundays. Y'all coaching yeah. each other through the week. Straight up, because it's just by telling your story, and that's why I'm so, like, I don't play about people telling their story. When you talk about what you've been through, you're helping so many other women, mm-hmm. and when you're, when I say helping, I mean, oh, it's not just me. Oh, I can still do it. Oh, that happened to her, too. Oh, let me go here. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. You know, oh, my story ain't that bad. You know what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. So, yeah. that right there helps mental health, because people, the mind, the mind is what's was messing a lot of people up you can't yeah. power, if you can if you can't have a powerful mind your actions are not going to be powerful you know it starts mm-hmm. in your mind so the community with positive um influence right they're coming in every day every day we wake up with good energy i'm real big mm-hmm. on energy so just yeah. as simple as your environment is everything you know, if you waking up every day and you're waking up around somebody you don't want to be around, you're having yep. conversations you don't want to have, what is that going to do for you? You're going yes. to go about your day doing something you don't want to do. <laughs> That's what I think, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to, people, if people don't see the vision, they're not going to support the vision. If you're hanging around people who, you know, they don't see bigger for themselves, then they're not going to see bigger for you. So right. for me to have a community that is strictly based on growing, it let people know I can be vulnerable here, but I'm also going to see some steps I can take to get to where I'm trying to be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. real like specific about that. Like, yeah, come on, tell your story. Now let's come up with a solution.
0: Mm, yeah. You know? It's not just a venting no. circle. This is, we, we moving, we, we pushing yes. through the hard time, exactly. not just sitting in it, talking about it.
1: Exactly. You know, cause sometimes sometimes some people will think that and it's like, okay, all right, cool. Now, Boom. Now, how are we going to double back? How are we going to figure this out? How are we going to get to the next level? But by exactly. you telling your story, now this girl knows she can come to you. Because y'all both have similar... Because I don't know. I ain't been through everything. I'm 27. Right. You know? There's women in this community that's 48, 49. So, it's like, wow. there's that's literally... Amazing. It's like, okay, y'all, it's way bigger than me. You know? Yeah. But uh, overall, the mental health side to me is just as simple as people sharing their stories. Because that's mm. what people... People are embarrassed people are embarrassed yeah. about what they've been through. And that's what really takes your mind there is you embarrassed about what you've been through. So it's yeah. like, or you, you haven't forgiven yourself. I mean, it's a lot of things that play in mental health, I guess I yeah. say, but <laughs> that knowing that somebody else has been there and yeah. somebody can tell you the steps and they're not just talking, it, it just hit different. So
0: yeah. The community I, I definitely. Different. I agree. I love that. You know, any place that fosters that sense of community and growth, I tell people all the time when they, they say like they want to do more and those things, like I always affirm people that like just you existing as your authentic self, putting yourself out there, being yourself, leaning into who you are, you are already doing yourself and the people around you a service. You are already- Come on. If you don't say nothing at all, if you don't do nothing, just existing as yourself and showing up like, this is who I am, this is what I've been through, this is the good, the bad, and the ugly, and not trying to portray a perfect image that yes. will never even exist that's Somebody else's standards that, you know what I'm saying? That you don't even know made those standards up. Mm. It's like so powerful in its own, you know, and to have a community of women that can do that, that can come together mm. and, and share that, have that safe space. Mm. is So is I could tell it's definitely really beneficial. And even to your point about energy, I was just talking to my brother because when we moved to Atlanta, we got a dog and, <sighs> and he was saying, you know, since you got that dog, your energy has been a little... Uh oh. Little little he said every morning, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? I say, I wake up, I open the door, I got to clean the crate because he probably done had an accident. He like, See, look, you have been resorted to a poop picker-upper. That's how you start your day. And that it carries, whether you notice it or not, carries throughout wow. your day. He was like, You need to get your power back. Whatever that means, Come you on, need to get your brother. power back because it starts at the top of your day. I was like, Oh,
1: that's like, that, first dog. Thing, that first thing you do in the morning. Yes. That's what I tell my girls how you start your day.
0: Can okay, be mm-hmm. how
1: you ended. it,
0: okay. yes. Yeah, that's why I started really starting to do those self care things mm. in the morning. Make my morning, you know, as peaceful as it can be because i be waking up late, but having those things like meditating in the shower, come on, you know, or like light, lighting me a little candle, putting the dog out on the porch so I don't hear him barking Mom. all morning long you know making up my bed that was a crazy one that oh. i really didn't think that i saw somebody like on instagram oh, or something yeah. say how it was a good start to the day so i did it and now i'm like my day is yeah hard. now like, i can't even like go about it's so crazy i'm glad you said that because that's how i was
1: i was like okay
0: y'all God. just saying stuff now like yeah. you gotta make your bed up <laughs> like we're not at school no like no. we're not at seven no more like i gotta wake up make my bed <laughs> for what Man, listen, and now,
1: like, I can't even leave my house. Like, I really can't even, I, I, my bed is made. Before I go do anything, like, I walk back in my room, I feel off track. So yeah. that, that's a big thing, how you start your day. I'm huge on morning routines. That's something mm. that changed my life. Like, starting my day with meditation, prayer, and writing my letter to the universe. Like, that's three things in a to-do list. I'm real big mm. on to-do list.
0: Those mm-hmm. things,
1: starting my day off with that. I feel so good. This week been crazy. I woke up at nine. I'm for real. Like people think I'm joking. I've been saying it all week. I woke up at nine on Monday and I swear it just like my whole day just been crazy. My whole week.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I wake up at 530. Like I don't play by my
0: voice. I know. It See, took a minute to get here though. I just I've been trying got to, it. I've been trying to backpedal back because that's one thing. I know the power of a morning routine. while mm. why I'm late to work every day. <laughs> because I need to do this for my, you want me to go in here okay therapy these people? I need to, I need to do it. And technically it's mental health. So I feel like it should be on the clock because that's one thing is so I hard. i thousand percent agree. I be trying to get to the, and my grandma, she's my actual alarm clock. She calls me every morning and says, Hey, listen get up. You know, you got to get to work. You know, you, I'm up praying, make sure you wake Aww. up in the rain. Mm-hmm. And so I usually just see it and roll over, you know, saying that's my first alarm clock. I'm but, right. I'm trying to definitely get to that space, you know, to wake up earlier because I definitely feel like for a lot of people, like if they just shifted that morning routine, Because mm-hmm. I know when I wake up and the first thing I look at is Instagram, the, the energy afterwards is not the same as when I first thing I wake up and I'd be like, you know what? Thank you, God. I got to see another day. I'm going to make mm-hmm. up this bed. I'm going to meditate in the shower. Yes. I'm going to say, hey, Alexa, play me some music so I could turn up while I'm getting dressed. Mm-hmm. And the energy is like. It's such a whole, it's a whole different, the whole rest of the day. It's a different control. Body.
1: I tell people it's control for real. Mm. When you start your day, I feel like I have so much more control. Yeah. You know, like something as small as like, cause with me, anytime I meditate, I'm real specific with my meditation. Like I like to share this with everybody. So I'm gonna share it with your podcast. Okay. Yes. So when I meditate, I say it's three steps to meditation. Right. Okay. And the first step to me Is gratitude. You should always start your meditation out with gratitude. So, like, go into a deep thought of strictly great things, the things you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, when I ask them how they meditate, they just say, I listen to relaxing music. And, well, if you just let your mind go and you're stressed out, (laughs) it don't matter how soft the music is. Your mind can (laughs) easily go right to what's irritating you. So, to me, it's important to have, like, guided meditation. Mm -hmm. So, the three things that I do, I always go straight into gratitude. And then I go into self-care, self-love. Like, I hug on myself. I be kissing myself. Like, good job, girl. Like, I love on myself. But, you know, speaking life into myself and my affirmations. And then I always look into my future when I meditating. I think it's important to really see yourself where you really want to be. You know, like, because for real, like, when when my goals come to reality, I, I feel like this play a huge part in manifestation, too. Mm-hmm. Because... It's like when your goals start to really become true and they really start to happen, it's like, I've been seeing this. Like, people would be asking me, like, dang, coach, you did this. Like, when I got this office, like, now this I didn't see. I didn't see myself getting the office. God threw it at me. He Mm. gave it to me, painted my exact brand cut. Like, he just handed this to me fully furnished. It was crazy. It was overnight, too. But I wasn't surprised because he'd been giving me that gut feeling that I needed more. He'd been telling me that. I just Mm. didn't know what he meant by it. But it's like when you picturing yourself every morning, like the the bit goes, you know, like I really visualize myself in, in stadium speaking. Like I really mm. see it every morning. So when I'm going to high schools and speaking, it's like, yeah, I know because I know where I'm trying to get to. I know what's going to happen. So I know that it takes this. I know yeah. I need to speak in these schools first. I know I need to serve first in order for me to get paid a hundred thousand to come speak. Yeah. Right. So it's like, that's a huge part in manifestation. So that future, really? looking into your future. So
0: take that with you. So we, so, so we got, the got gratitude, we got the self-love, and then we got the visioning and looking into your future. I think that is so, I love that you shared that. Thank you so much because I know that people hear me when I talk, but you I understand. also know that people be like, there you go with that therapy stuff. again." Exactly. There you go with that, you know, with, with those things. So I always <laughs> love, that's the whole beautiful thing about, you know this podcast is bringing on real people to have real conversations. Like you know, this is it's fake news that this is white people stuff. This is extra that this thank is, you all of that is fake news. Real black people fake. are doing this. They are waking up and they are doing these things because <laughs> they want day. that life. And you know, I think that every single I could I could go off on this, so I won't. But I think too, what people need to just realize is like. We get so stuck in
1: the mind that we're in, but what we mm-hmm. have to realize, we don't want to do anything different. But what you're doing ain't working.
0: It's That's what
1: I tell my girls. What you're doing isn't working, so why not try something different? It should be scary to keep doing what's not working. Why is it scary to do something different if what you yeah. doing isn't working? Maybe it is not just maybe you should try something different.
0: You yeah. know,
1: so it's just like it's it's, it's foolish. That's what I call yeah. it. You know, mm. I don't want to say any harsh words. It's foolish. <laughs> It's foolish yeah,
0: me. and that that's so that's so good, you know, because I think like to the point of even making the morning routine or meditating or having saying, okay, this is my next to do, you know, to get over the situation I'm in. You know, I think that that adds to your point of control because a lot of stuff in life we can't control. There's so many things that we can't control, but the only way to combat that is to focus your energy on what you can control Oops. and. Empower yourself as to what pieces I always tell people, like whenever I get upset, I always say the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference between the two. So I'm not sitting stuck on situations that I really can't do nothing about dwelling them out, but I'm focusing on manifesting, envisioning, being grateful for the things that I can I could control if I wake up and make my bed.
1: So come instead out. of saying
0: like you know, focus on all these things. I can't, I can't, da, 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 my job, my it. boss, this. It's like, but you can't. There are things, if you choose to look at them, you yeah. control what you wear every day. You control how you move, how you think. Mm. And even when I do therapy, I have a lot of people who are like, I just can't control my, I'm like, stop saying that. Don't, don't, just nip that right there. You can control your emotions. Yes. You can control what you think. Now, it may take time, mm-hmm. it may take, you know, discipline or just understanding, learning yourself, learning but you can actually... Oh, yeah, but you, it can be done. You can, you are in 100% and there is wow. an obligation, but there's an amazing, freeing feeling once you lean into, like, I control my destiny. I control, you know, if oh, I wow. to where I'm set to be. God already got it laid out. Okay. I control if I reach my potential or if I just where I am and keep going on the as wheel. And I think I always, especially, like the young Black people I work I always be like, man, you you... You write the story to your life. You can't control mm. your anger. You can't control your thoughts. You can't control if you keep messing around with that girl that you know is getting you in trouble. Yeah. We can't control so much, but we focus on, you know, and not everybody, of course, but when we focus on what's out of our control, that's where we always end up stuck in, in that rut because it is a rut because that's true. You it can't, can't, control you, can't
1: you. do anything about it. Like, yeah. why do you want to think about that? That's
0: what I mean. Like, noted. Control the point. controllables. But, oh, yes. My girlfriend say that all the time. Do she? You man. have to yes. control the controllables. <laughs> oh my God, bro. See, this is just alignment. I like
1: when that happens
0: because that lets yeah. me know that God put me where I'm
1: supposed to be.
0: Exactly. He's sending me my really,
1: confirmation.
0: It's really crazy because it ain't just even the, the podcast or it's just like everything. Like, we, I be thinking about that sometimes. Like, when I find myself in situations like this with that alignment of like, it's the person, the timing, the platform, the mindset. Yeah. Like, before, during, after, where the spirit got you. It's just. Yeah. I could go off. I see clearly this connection here. is God-ordained. Definitely God-ordained. So I got a couple more questions for you. So I know, of course, with 360, and you said you initially got started with this sense of community from TLC. And I recently saw you do a post where you was like, you know, I was at the gym, I was going to record it, but this is personal. This is for me. I want to get my body and my mind all lined up. So what role does your physical wellness play like to impact your emotional and mental wellness
1: goodness this is you guys see this is why i know you're supposed to do this you're destined for this okay (laughs) but yes oh my god it plays again a huge role like you have to move your body to move your mind like that is Mm. real like that's Mm. real i don't think people like believe that and like I'm, I'm a firm believer that when you look good, you feel good. I really do yes. believe that. You know, when you yep. look good, you feel good. That's why when people go through a breakup, they go get their hair done. Because mm-hmm. they got to do something to get their confidence back. Yep. So if you don't like what you see when you look in the mirror, regardless of what you do to cover it up, and this is just real deal. No, regardless of what you do to cover it up, if you you know what you have to look at at the end of the day. You know what I'm right. saying? So for me, it's really, it's an internal thing. Because what you have to look at is what you're going to end up thinking. So, mm-hmm. it goes right to your thoughts. So, regardless of how you cover it up, once again, you still have those thoughts. Right. It, you still have thoughts. So, to me, it, it plays a huge role. You have to care. You have to care. And your health, I mean, nothing else matters if you're not here. Like, it really doesn't matter. And yeah. if you really pay attention, a lot of, like, the stress levels and stuff, like, your stress levels is higher when you out of shape and and mm-hmm. I am just it's a lot. <laughs> like literally it, it, you'll be stressed. If your confidence is low, it leads to stress,
0: mm-hmm. it leads
1: to depression, it leads mm-hmm. to you know and you'll think it's stemming from something completely different. You'll think it's stemming from a breakup or something, but it's really stemming from you know not only did you go through a breakup, but now you feel like you can't get anyone else because of your appearance. So there's so many aspects, you know, so yeah. A huge role.
0: Yeah. I definitely, I like that point of how that is not just necessarily your physical, but how it affects your confidence. And like I said before, how we interact with the world is almost always a direct correlation to how we interact with ourselves. So Mm -hmm. if we don't like what we see, we're going to be walking around here projecting, overcompensating, hating on people, trying to convince ourselves that, you know, it's okay, we all gain quarantine weight. Oh my god! You know, that, that, uh, what they call it, that. Toxic positivity, like you know what, I gotta just love myself. Yes, you do, but you can also love yourself <laughs> while you come on make those adjustments. And I know I'm guilty because, one thing for sure, two things for certain, I hate going to the gym, I hate sweating, I hate the running. I, have, I tell people so if you don't like the gym, change your diet, exactly. But that that's, exactly. So I'd be like enough. anxious, I'd be like, <laughs> but I start out, <laughs> I, I do my little stretches in the morning, I got my yoga ball, and that's what I always tell people, like. Real conversation. We keeping it. Nobody saying go to the gym and run a good bajillion. Exactly. I'm affirming that. I'm I'm I ain't stepping foot in that gym. And that's the but thing. I'm moving my body to the space that I can right now.
1: Yeah. Because it ain't really always about looking a certain way.
0: Mm-hmm. We talking
1: about that. We talking about what's when you go to get your checkup, what the doctor going to be saying? What are they going to yeah. be telling you? Your sugar high? Because you could be as small as you want to and still have high blood pressure. Like exactly. people... Like, it, it doesn't matter. All of that don't matter, but it, it just comes down to you. Like, the real deal. Like, what's up with you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. So, especially that yeah. mind. That mind ain't no joke. When you not, when you don't feel good inside, it ain't no joke, man. You go out here trying, and then you go and you look for things to be wrong with other people. Yeah. self-confirmation. And that's what I feel. Like, I really do feel that way. Like, when yeah. you're not confident with yourself, now you're looking for things to be wrong
0: with other people. Yeah. So you go projecting you know. that energy out and that's the beautiful thing about 360 wealth is that it's all that. It's getting mind, body, soul, spirit, okay. physical, financial. It's making you the most well-rounded person that you can be and that's what we're here for. So make sure that y'all tap in with that. Seriously. It's not a paid ad. This is Come on. This is not a paid like, ad. Is- you-, you see it. You see the vibe. You see the vibes right here. So Another thing about you is that you are a mother of two, right? Yes. So with that, I wanted to ask you, what is something that you learned as a mother? It could be about motherhood, about life, anything, that you wish, like, oh, I wish I learned that sooner.
1: Ooh. Um,
0: Make you have to think a little bit, have to go in your do. role with it.
1: It do, realistically, because... I don't feel like there's really anything, like, what I've learned about parenting is that you can't really prepare for it. Mm. So, like, I, I can't really say that there's anything that I learned that if I would have known before, it would have made it any, need. You know, like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's not anything. If I'm being straight up, I feel okay. like everything I learned was right when I was supposed to learn it. Like, okay, I needed to learn it right when I learned it. There's really no blueprint. There's no prep for parenting. I can tell mm. y'all that. People can tell you all day, you should do this. You should do that. You know, even with me having a child who's autistic, I don't feel like I should have known that earlier. Mm. Because when I found out was when I needed to because it prevented me from babying him. It prevented me from treating mm. him any different. It yeah. prevented me, you know, because I thought I thought he was cool. And he is yeah. cool. It really is. You know, but I I didn't think it. I just was like, boy, you know, so now there's strengths that he has that I feel would have been taken if I would have known that. Mm. So I would just say I wish people knew that there was no blueprint. I wish I knew there was no blueprint. It didn't matter how many books I read. It didn't matter how many classes you take. Okay, this is what I would say. I wish that I knew that every child truly is unique. Because Mm. we think... That a one-year-old is a one-year-old and a two-year-old is a two-year-old, but the reality of it is that's not the case, you know, yeah. and I feel as a parent, and this is for a parent, other parents, we like to compare our kids to other children, mm. when really I feel once you know that your child is your child and there's no need to compare them to anyone else, you just figure them out, it makes parenting a lot easier. It takes the stress yeah. off because sometimes we feel like kids should be more advanced or they should be, but the reality of it is if they don't, if you know you've taught them what they should and they're not catching on, okay, you did your part, you know, mm-hmm.
0: but
1: that, that your okay. child is your
0: child. You not care. I love that answer and I love that angle and that shows the authenticity of like, I'm not going to pull something out air. That's one that, you know, <laughs> Go in with good intentions and let the ball roll. And even, Straight you know, up. me, I don't have kids, but I um am a child therapist. So I work with kids in the school okay. too. And so, you know, ha- I have to remind myself sometimes, you know, like they not all the same. When I go in, I be like, you know what? I'm going to do the same activity that right. today. And then they all could benefit from a little bit, you know, and I have right. to catch myself being like, you know what? Like, actually when they come in, they remind me when they come in, I be like, ooh, exactly. I forgot. That ain't gonna work with him. That's mm-hmm. that ball gonna be mm-hmm. all upside my head. Okay. That one ain't gonna work. We'll do so so, a
1: different activity.
0: Then. Yeah, you, you gotta roll with the point. I can only imagine having to take a kid home. Okay. Having having multiple at a school is one thing, but at five o'clock, I couldn't imagine having to continue to see one. I'm, I'm yeah. in theory, I'm ready. Right. Theory, I always, we all
1: think we're ready too. It's time to be ready.
0: No. I always tell my girlfriend, like, you know, but then I'm just like, I feel like she keep me balanced because she'd be like, if we had a baby right now. Woo, I was like, oh. I'm like, you know, All right, she got like,
1: want children?
0: Yeah, eventually.
1: You have to have a child. Y'all eventually. are way right. too mind strong not to produce something.
0: Thank like you. The, you know, that's what I said, because somebody, I actually was talking to somebody, and they were saying how they were not really sure, because they were like, uh, I don't want my kids to have to get bullied or something like that, because for having, like, gay parents. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, low-key, that's one of the reasons, additional reasons why I would want to, because we can't let Hate Mm-mm. keep us from that's you know so, like, in life. That's just
1: small minded too. Like yeah,
0: yeah that only so. go as
1: far as you like. I don't. I I say that when you worry about the future, you're living in imagination. Like you Ooh. don't know. Like, why are you worried about that? Like I would never say something like that. I think that that's whatever, girl. Yeah. I know so
0: many people who got two mamas. Okay, I'd be like, lucky. Hey, I always <laughs> the best birth control for sure was when I go to work. i will be like. Some of them I'll be like, oh my God, I'd be like, babe. Maybe like Saturday, I'll be like, babe, like just imagine, da da. da, da. And then Monday morning I'll be like, Ugh, never, never mind. mind. <laughs> never mind.
1: Change your plans, baby. we think about it next
0: year. Exactly. And and of course, I got the most colorful kids in the school, naturally. being uh-huh. the therapist. So I just be like, Ooh, you know what? Wait. But I definitely one day is gonna come. I feel like that's definitely in the works and in, in alignment with the purpose, you know what I'm right. saying? Before even seeing the kid is gonna be amazing, I already know, mm-hmm. but, and also growing up, I grew up in a big family with a lot of siblings. That's one thing I don't want, I don't want a bunch of them. One okay. or two is fine, one or two is fine, cause that's then that's true. just more to feed, you know what I mean? That's true. I'd rather just make it rain on one or two than spread Spread it so like, out. You know <laughs> uh, if I want, that's I go true. to work, I got nieces, nephews, and kids, clients that are young from pre-K, all the way up to adulthood, so I'm like, Period. you know, if I get bored now, whenever you I start adults. getting baby fever, exactly, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, going to work, I'll be like, you know what, I don't
1: aspire to have a lot of kids, neither, I ain't gonna lie. I just yeah. like, now if that happened, that's nothing but God, because,
0: <laughs> like, all right, all right, I heard you, man,
1: I'm moving real sm- slow right now,
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you kind of tapped into that your son actually was um on the spectrum, and mm-hmm. interestingly enough, I don't think I like to talk about it often, but. I actually, for some time when I was in D.C., when the pandemic hit, I got bored, so I went to get my RBT certificate so that I could be uh, in home with kids on the spectrum in school. And so when I did that work, it definitely was very, just like the work I do now, it was very rewarding, um, but it definitely also was challenging because a (laughs) lot of the kids that I worked with, for me, that I noticed, like, they was white kids. And for me, when I worked with a whole bunch of white kids, it, it just... A lot, my my passion is a lot more in the area of minority mental health, minority behavior health, exactly. you know? And so it made me start to think and realize, mind you, I was in D.C., Chocolate City. So I was like, mm-hmm. I know that there are Black right. kids who are on the spectrum who need these things. And when I work in the schools, I see, you know, I work with students one-on-one and I'm like, yo, I think maybe they should get tested or get assessed and those things. And there's a lot of mm. resistance. And I just recently, we found out that my niece is on the spectrum, you know? Wow. so- I feel like I've been seeing a lot more black and brown parents, you know, take that leap and be like, you know what, I'm going to get the services. I'm going to get the assessment. I'm not going to close my mind or limit my child to those Mm -hmm. things. And I think that that is like a really good thing. So like how just generally, like how was that experience of, you know, finding that out and realizing that and then sharing that? Like I said, giving us all the tea. (laughs) Again, giving us all the tea. Yeah. What was that experience just like for you? It was
1: crazy because I didn't feel like he. I didn't know what autism was. Let me say mm. that first. I I've heard of it, right? But to me, when I would hear autism, I would think of children who like wore helmets, like severe mm. yeah. autism, right? So, it never crossed my mind. Now I've always noticed like his speech. He wasn't speaking as well, but he was very smart. Like mm-hmm. I always was like wondering why was he so smart? It's so crazy. I say this all the time that. I think I wonder why he was so smart more than I wonder about his delay. Mm. So it wasn't like I was looking at my baby like, something is wrong with him. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wasn't. And he actually started going to daycare. And she Mm -hmm. was like, he should get in speech therapy. You know, we could tell he understands, but he doesn't speak. Like, he's not talking as much as he should. He talks, but he wasn't talking as much as he should. So I just put him in speech therapy. You know, we're going to the evaluation for speech therapy and the therapist asked i mean she said it. she was like mm-hmm. uh, i would recommend him getting evaluated for autism and i was like hmm? and i texted dad like they talking about like wait what
0: What's she saying? Paper.
1: but me one thing i can't say me as a mother i'm very open i'm never mm-hmm. going to put my feelings over him like at that point i'm taking it from him So, when she said it, I was open. Like, I was thinking, like, girl, you don't know my son. But I was still going to look it up, you know, because you're obviously licensed in this. You obviously see something for you to say that, you know? Right. So, the next day, like, it was so fast the way it happened. The next day, a close friend of mine, she came over just to see me. You know, she just came over. She brought her son over. And she kept looking at him. She kept, like kind of just looking at him, you know, and I was thinking, like, why is she looking at my baby, like, and me and her kept talking, and I was like, yeah, you know, then I started to tell her. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, the therapist, they think that he might be on the spectrum, so he's going to get evaluated, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that. She was like, my nephew. So, when she, like, was, it was like her, God sent her to give me that extra Mm -hmm. confirmation. So, once she was like, he has so many, and then she showed me videos of her nephew, and I was like, oh, this is what autism looked like? Like, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So then that night, when his dad got home, I told him, like, okay, this might be a little bit more serious. You know, because we was thinking, like, mm-hmm. man, they're going to put him in speech therapy, and our baby's going to be all right. So, this is when I his dad came home, and I was like, you know, um, we we need to look deeper into this. You know, my yes. Adriana came over, and she said, she, then I showed him the video, because I told her, like, send me those videos of your nephew. Yeah. I didn't show their that Like, So that night, like, it was a, that first night, it was an emotional night because, like, me and a dad, we both was crying. Like, we both, it wasn't that we didn't want him to be autistic. It was never that. But it was thinking of the times we disciplined him and Mm -hmm. he didn't know.
0: You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it was just that initial,
1: you know, and then I just told his dad, like, it's not about what we did. It's about what we do now. Now that we're aware you know, now what are we going to do? But this exactly. was months ago. This this mm-hmm. happened back in like January, beginning of January. So uh, immediately, once I watched videos of other children, oh, I was like, oh, okay. That's my baby right there. Like, you know, and I was straight up. I called my mom like, hey. And then my mom was like, oh, I was actually going to come over and sit y'all down because I wanted to talk to y'all about this. Wow. So it's really like God just sent me a few different layers of time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Okay and I pray. I remember writing, when I was writing my letter to my universe. I said, listen, I I need to know if my child is autistic. I wrote yeah. it just like that. I said, God, I, whatever I need to do, I'm ready to do it. But yeah. I need to know, like, I can't have that, because they were trying to tell me it was going to take a year, and I'm like, I can't worry for a year.
0: I yeah. cannot
1: worry if my child is autistic for a year, not with this platform, and I'm, like, showing him and not telling the world. like, because yeah. I do know my purpose, and I know that if my son autistic, oh, I need to let people know what's up.
0: Mm. It's
1: never just, oh my God, why would God do this to me? I was like, oh, you trust me with this? That's how I was looking at it.
0: That's an amazing like, oh, you mindset. You trust me
1: with a spe- one of your special children? Yeah. Oh, let me get to work.
0: Heard so, you. Heard you.
1: It was never a negative thing for me. It was just like, oh, wow, God, like you really, you trust me, trust me. Trust me. Yeah. You trust, trust. And then having their dad and having someone that's so hands on. It, it really, it makes it, it, for us, we look at it like, oh, yeah, let's go. Like, yeah, okay, we, we got to prove something. We got to yeah. show the world what they really can do. Yeah, you know, so. that's just about looking at the light and everything.
0: Yeah, so. and I think that's what really makes the difference, and that's why I think it's so amazing right now, As I see like our age people, and even some mm-hmm. people that are older than us in different generations starting to open their mind up a, a little bit more and not be so quick to be like, no, I don't want that. No, I'm not doing that. No, not had, my kid. Or they just bad. Or it was all those crazy. Things and-
1: when I announced that, though, so many mm-hmm. people was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure? Do you why, why? Why did you get them diagnosed?" And that that opened my. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. how many people was asking me. Well, like the like the month before, so like the whole month of March. That was me. Like I knew he was getting evaluated at the end of the month. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, let me get ready to really let people know what's going on. So I started telling my family. I started letting people know so it's not like, oh, you find it out on Facebook. Mm -hmm.
0: So I started letting people know
1: and everybody I was telling was like, you're going to get him diagnosed? And I just couldn't understand it. I'm just like, why would I not get him diagnosed? I really didn't get it. Like They were really asking me. So it really woke me up and it showed me, oh no, I have to stand even firmer on this because it's like Y'all out here holding y'all kids back. Why would you not want to diagnose? What What is that? Why would you not? People look at it like it's the end of the world once you speak yeah. to your child. But it's like, it's too, regardless if you diagnose them or not, they got it. They're still on the Yeah. So why not get the resources? That's how I was looking at it. Yeah. Resources. Yeah. It don't matter how good of a mother I am. There's therapists that specialize in these things. Mm-hmm. So I can't play every role. So I want to make sure my baby is able to get whatever he needs. He needs to play a sport with children that make him feel comfortable. That's what he's going to get. You yeah. know, uh, it ain't about everybody else. So I think a lot of it is people so focused on everybody else that they're almost not be. caring about their child.
0: Exactly. You know? And I think it's so crazy. I love that you tapped into that because as a therapist, like whenever I even tell people, you know, for insurance purposes, when we take people's insurance, like we have to diagnose within 30 days in order to prove to the insurance that they actually need, that they need to be here, you know, and it's mainly for the sake of services. But I always kind of get a couple people who are like "Mm, a little weary and I always assure them that on the first stance, like you said, whether they get it on the piece of paper or not, it's still going to be existing. And this diagnosis helps us to be able to understand how to approach it Uh, to be able to be valid in it to be able to get paid to help in you know and do those things and one thing i think that a lot of people don't know that i tell them the concept of diagnosis it is for that specific service so a lot of times when a child whether it's a child or adult whether you get a diagnosis it doesn't follow you like people think like a stamp on your forehead if you don't share that no one will know we're not forwarding that for the world
1: I know a young boy right now. He happened to join one of my lives one day. He's 18. He's in college. He went to college early. He graduated mm-hmm. he didn't even graduate yet. He's in college right now. And mm-hmm. I was asking him about his roommates because he said he's in the dorm. He was like, Oh, none of them know I'm autistic. Like, he lives with them. Yeah. Like, that's the thing people have to get out of this, like, it's just this crazy world. Yeah. It's, it has everybody so it's closed minded, yeah. but it, and it starts at home, because if you feel that way, then now you're going to try to hide that. So now your child is going to feel like they have to hide They got to
0: hide that, too. Yeah. Why and do it, that? And it goes on and on. That's why I always, as many Black people that are listening, I'll be like, hey, we're going to do the diagnosis. This is why. And I think that extra education piece of knowing the cultural background and taking the extra step of, like, this is why. This is who will have this information. And this does not follow. It's not a scarlet letter. It's not. Yeah. We're not going, okay, now we got to. Get on the microphone, uh, everybody! In right, like it, it's your. It's just like if you if you went to the doctor and they was like you have high blood pressure, you wouldn't be like, no, don't say that back. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to know. You would be like, oh, that explains so much. That's why I could literally. do literally medicine and eat better and do these things. And no, <laughs> no one knows you have high blood pressure unless you tell them. Even yeah. you could go to a whole new doctor, and that new doctor <laughs> they never want to know. It, it's like it never happened. It, it's just to get you those services. That you exactly. need and the understanding in that moment, And so I always try as many. And that's I love that you brought that diagnosis piece up because I always tell people, like of course, clients, but I feel like it's not really a lot of spaces, which hence the black box in general, okay. you know, to have those kind of conversations about, like, yo, like if you get a diagnosis, it's all right, even if you get uh, a prescribed medication, like you, you still you have that it. control, that autonomy. It doesn't exactly. take control or any dignity from you. For us, the people that want to service and help mm-hmm. you to understand how, to be like, oh, okay, boop boop based on you know the criteria we go through. Okay, this looks like the best fit. So this is Literally. how we're gonna move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is is I try to make it synonymous, explain people synonymous when you go to a personal trainer and they say, okay, well, what's your Do we see this or your weight is this? Your mindset is this, your goals are this, all right, we're gonna put you in this group, the, the yeah. build muscle group. And you when you go to another gym, they're not like, hey. We saw at the other gym, you was um, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you got to keep lifting weights over here. You're a muscle man now, <laughs> like it follows you as much as you wanted to. And I love yeah. that piece of being able to, you know, share it out with people. That one, it's not as bad. As me, I really try not to get slap happy with the diagnosis because I know that cultural context, but mm-hmm. I always try to affirm people and be like, yo, this is why I'm doing it. You know, if you feel like I may be wrong, come to me, let me know so we right. can, I can look at some other stuff. It's a bajillion diagnoses so we you know and so I always try to kind of meet people with that but trying to meet them where they are so we can break down that barrier of like mm-hmm. y'all like it, it's, it's not that deep and that's my whole that's my whole exactly. thing that I feel like life is just like everything is not, not as that deep, deep. And no, I agree. Everything, as we make it yeah people make everything
1: so big and like really if people just realize that you just gotta go with the flow if you go with the flow life is so much easier
0: yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely, of course, easier said than done, like you said, of course, with that piece of a lot of misinformation being had. So with that, what is something that you think the average person probably doesn't know about raising a child of color with special needs that you think more people, more people should know this about this experience?
1: Um, The biggest thing that I would say, something that they that they may not know, is that you still... treat them the same as you treat your other children.
0: Mm.
1: Like that's the biggest thing I would say. Um, I feel that once people know or they, so what we do is we try to treat them different and what that do is that makes them feel different and Mm -hmm. it makes the other children anybody around them feel like they have to treat them different. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So for me, if I'm going to hug this son, I'm going to hug this son. I'm not going to say, oh let me hug him more. You yeah, know, or yeah. let me, see. So we, we, we do this thing. That's the biggest thing is treating them different. You don't have to treat them different. Yeah. Okay. It's the difference between adjusting to them and treating mm-hmm. them different. Yeah. Like I might notice C3 when he come in the house, oh, he got to take his shoes off and he have to take his jacket off. Uh, <laughs> if it's not off in the first 30 seconds, oh, uh, we got a problem. Right. <laughs> That's one thing. If they on the spectrum, they have their routines and you yeah, got, um... you know, but I'm not going to make champion feel like I'm just not going to take his shoes off. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm going yeah. to be like, okay, come on, both of y'all sit on the couch. Like, you know, so don't make them feel different. Make mm. them feel apart because that only helps other people make them feel apart as well. Because, yeah, a lot of people now, like that, he's diagnosed. They're like, how's he doing? Is he a-? He's the exact same, same
0: child. He's the same.
1: Same. <laughs> he don't even know he got diagnosed.
0: Like, so, nothing new. <laughs> what are
1: y'all. I mean, and I don't get offended, but I just be like, like their dad be like, why don't. Why, why they ask you that? Because like, <laughs> yeah. he was like, what? Like, he ain't... He's like, why are they asking you that? He get offended because, you know, men is a little... Yeah.
0: You know, like, like, they think wrong with my to baby. You yeah, know? yeah.
1: But me, I'm just like... I just be like, they crazy. I Let me just I educate. the them. same way. He's the same child he was two months ago.
0: Exactly. I love that piece. I love that about, you know, creating... No matter how old they are, still giving them that dignity and still giving them, you know, that same respect. Because mm-hmm. even... Me like I work with in a school. When I work in the schools, a lot of times I'll have kids that aren't necessarily on my caseload, and they be like, "Yo, Miss Alyssa, can I?" Blah, 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 uh-huh. And I still show them the same attention that I show yeah. the ones you know that are on my caseload as much as I can because it's like a lot of it really is very transferable. You know what I'm saying? To your point, just being able to make that adjustment. Like all kids like slime. All kids like slime. Not just kids with ADHD. Exactly. So we got all make slime now. I know this kid has ADHD, so they may need to take their slime to class with them, where exactly. this kid could take theirs home. But nonetheless, we we all like slime. We all but make they they all like slime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and discipline. Uh,
1: Another yeah. thing if I would say, discipline. Sometimes we think we shouldn't discipline
0: them. Mm.
1: Oh no, you still discipline them. But yeah. I know, like the night that night that we had that conversation, we agreed we're absolutely not touching him. You know, where mm-hmm. we don't have to hit him. Because yeah. his brain is already moving too fast. He already, you know, don't understand certain things. So we just understand, like, with him, he has this shark. that he he not on his shark. Like, he has to have his shark, right? So if we need to discipline him, we'll say, we'll take the shark. Okay. Yeah. Until you finish doing this, you're not getting your shark. Mm-hmm. So you have to still discipline them. That's another one. Because we like to be like, oh, this is our baby. Or if we yell at him, he might. Because, okay, no, he don't like loud noises. So I'm not going to yell at him. Oh, yeah. but I'm gonna do something to show you that you was wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, that's
0: another one is discipline, yeah. as well. And that's a good one because the world, the world is not gonna be as catering as we are. You know, if we say, okay, no. well now, like my niece, you know, say, oh well, now she just got diagnosed. So, well, don't be hard on her, or don't do this, and uh-huh. don't do that. And she like, no, she knows she doing. What she, what she flipped that over like that? No, literally, she won't take the Cheerios. You did knew that.
1: last week you weren't supposed to. You know like, this
0: week. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> ironic because especially like for my experience working with kids on the spectrum, like that continuing to have that regimen and they, they learn through that. You know, if you just let it go, oh they just like any other kid, they're gonna have a feel day. They're gonna oh, have yeah. a feeling like, oh, they're
1: so stuck on routines. If you let them add something that's that's bad into their routine, it's really over with. Yeah. If C3 yeah. if C33 supposed Kee- to smack his brother every day, he <laughs> is literally
0: gonna smack <laughs> him, no, him every
1: day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So
0: it's like... Yeah, if you let it slide, yeah. Yeah, you have to be
1: cautious with that. Like, you yeah. got to discipline them too.
0: That's yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So you have hit us with so many gems. So many gems. And I really appreciate it. It's been a great conversation. I'm a motor mouth, so I can, I can roll and roll and do I it know. Times, three I know. we would be on here like, forever. We're going to try to wrap it up. And so this season on the Blackwell Box, I really want to hit home with making sure that people, like you said, we're going to talk about the things, but we're going to walk away with some real hard-hitting, tangible things. Of course, in the conversation, we both have given our own personal and professional experience of things that we can do that we have done. But in case y'all missed it, y'all got lost in the sauce. Y'all was looking at our pretty faces and and it right. went over your head, what we said in, in minute four. So what are three things, three things that we could do we could start today to start improving our quality of life? Yes. Oh, I love that.
1: Number one, Get connected with God, okay? Mm. Get connected, okay? But whoever you, whoever your believer is, whoever you believe your creator is, What even if it's the universe. I'm big on that. You know, everybody had their own beliefs. Whoever it is you believe in, get connected with them
0: mm-hmm. and
1: truly figure out what is your purpose here. That's the first thing, right, is that. The second thing that I would say, get you a morning routine. Mm. That I, I will never, ever not tell someone that you need a morning routine you need to start your day at peace you need to control your thoughts meditation start your day with meditation and you okay and then the third thing that i will say is never lose track of you Mm. never stop being you and that can take effect right now anything that you're about to do ask if that's what you really want to do be, not what they want you to do, not what he wants you to do, really ask yourself, is this what I want to do? Is this mm. going to benefit me? Because I feel we we live our life based on a lot of other people's opinions. Really, I, and sometimes, I'm going to be real. It's Now, i would be like, okay, is this what I want to do? Is this what God want me to do? Right. <laughs> sometimes what you want to do ain't even the right thing.
0: Right, like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> but no, but like, for real, for real, never lose track of just who you are. You know, whether you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a husband, you're a sister, you're a brother, we get caught up in so many roles, Mm. but the most important role is you, is being you. You have to do that first because you can't fill cups from an empty cup. So those are the three things I would say. Get connected. Get you a morning routine and never lose track of you.
0: All right. Y'all heard it here first, so that's we, we can start today. So we none of us have any nah. excuses. We can start today being the people that we want to be. So I thank you so much for coming. This has been a great, a more therapeutic and more affirming than I even thought it was going to be. So y'all be on be on the lookout. Okay, we may have some new podcasts popping up, some new Come culture on. programs, some new communities open up. So am ready. keep your eyes to the street. And of course. Now that you're in here, you tapped in. You are officially a part of the Blackwell family. So we got to know, how can we stay locked in with you and support you and stay up to date on what you're doing?
1: Yes, y'all can follow me on all platforms. That is Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything at Rari underscore 2X. That is double R-A-R-I underscore 2X. That's Rari two times. And you can also follow my 360 Wealth community. That is 360 Wealth underscore
0: and Trap Academy underscore. All right. Y'all heard it. So make sure y'all follow Rari the coach. If you didn't catch those, if you watching or if you listening, it's going to be underneath in the description. And if you missed the other ones, they in her bio anyway. And Here while we giving out shout out, you already know, make sure you follow in the Blackwell Box on all platforms, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Make sure y'all run that Twitter up. Y'all, we've been getting the love on the gram. Trying to, trying to pivot. We go live. The wellness Wednesday, every Wellness Wednesday on Twitter. So make sure y'all hitting up there. Make sure you subscribe and listening and thumbs up wherever you listen to the audio platform. Make sure that you follow me at Wellness.list so you can stay locked in on the wellness content that I put out. Please make sure you head over and follow Rari the coach. Make sure yes, you follow yes, her yes. on Instagram or all her platforms. She's gonna be it's gonna be entertaining, it's gonna be educational, it's gonna be woke, it's gonna be silly, it's gonna, it's gonna be everything that embodies. An amazing black woman that she is, and so Thank we love you. to see it. We love to see it. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so, this so is much. This is a great. This is a great first guest to season two. This is <laughs> this is lit. This is a lituation. So we definitely gonna have to tap back in. We're gonna keep, yes, you know, staying posted on what you're doing, what you got going on, and keep us locked in at the Blackwell Box so we know so we can support you. And we can make sure everybody is reaping the benefits of what God has poured into you for you to pour into them, yeah we definitely gonna keep this going. So, all right. So, thank it. y'all so much for listening. Make sure you come back next Wellness Wednesday, and in the meantime, in between time, please make sure you stay black, stay blessed, stay beautiful, and most importantly, y'all stay well. Peace out. Let's go.